Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. Let's say that I was like, hey, Jimmy, make a make an operating system. Go. Could you do it? Absolutely not. It's a white girl drink. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Well, I love that white girl drink so much. <laughs> Floopy doop. Floopy doop. Floopy doop. Welcome, everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn. And I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. You know what, Jimmy? Uh, now that tax season has rolled around, I'm thinking, at least for my benefit, I am going to make some charitable donations. Do you know of any good charities that I could donate to? Well, before we get into that, as your financial advisor and friend, I have to let you know that you should have donated before so you could have included that in your your tax return. So you could wait. Have, what? Wait, b- before what? What? What point? Before wait. Oh, you're gonna do it. Oh, you've you haven't filed it yet. I haven't filed it yet. I'm oh, okay. Possible minute. Now I got you. Eh, yeah, eh, yeah. Eh. Okay, yeah. Okay, in that case, I'm gonna advise you now. Okay. Um, cool. Okay. So, tell me what's up. So as your advisor, I think that you should one do research, and then two. Do some more research into how much money you have to give to get money back to in order to make sure you donate to an organization that isn't a big pile of turds. Um, okay, so I got a couple lined up. Just going to fire them out there. You tell me what you think. Okay. Uh, so how about PETA, first and foremost? Well. Animal welfare is good. If you hate animals, go okay. right ahead because okay. so do they. <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to strike them off my list. How about, I, I don't know, Kids Wish Network? They sound pretty cool. Well, it sounds nice, and a lot of like Make-A-Wish Foundation, I'm, sa- I'm sorry to tell you, Tim, it is in no way related and will only lead to more sadness. More sadness? I, that doesn't make any sense, though. It, they, they sound so happy. They, they make kids' wishes come true. Unfortunately, Tim, they only make themselves rich and <laughs> leave the kids' wish list. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, how about how about one more? Uh, uh, there is a the Children's Cancer Fund of America. Uh, what, what about that one? That that one's pretty cool. They have a, a a sign that has children's written like like a child wrote it. You know, it's all like kind of scribbly looking. It's kind of cute, right? Well, while you may care about children, and you may care even more about children with deadly deadly diseases, and you want to ease their pain. Unfortunately, the only thing they have to ease pain with is Little Debbie Snack Cakes, which is no doubt a waste of money. <laughs> I kind of like Little Debbie Snack Cakes, though. I think that that's, that's a, a worthwhile endeavor. Well, unfortunately, your money doesn't go very far there, so you'd probably be better off going to Walmart, buying Little Debbie Snack Cakes, and then walking through a children's hospital, giving them out like hotcakes. Which may be a rewarding experience, but I don't know how long they would let you do that before some nurse or other person would kick you out. Like, yeah. who's the who's the strange redheaded man going into every child's room and talking to them for thirty minutes and giving them snack cakes? Thirty minutes? You think I have enough? I don't. I don't have enough to talk about to go for thirty minutes straight. What are you talking about? I think you could. You probably like sit down like oof i've been i've worn myself out giving out all these snack cakes mind if i pull up a chair and then just start eating snack cakes with whatever kid's room and they'd be <laughs> like oh can can i have one of those and you, and you like look down you're like eating the entire box like oh sorry kid uh no, maybe it, next time i'm left all i have are uh all i have are snowballs actually and the kid's like i fucking hate snowballs they're the worst <laughs> you're like everyone does kid everyone does i don't think they're that bad and I like coconut, but, you know, it's definitely the consistency, not the taste. That's that's what pits people off. Mm, I can see that. Mm. Puts weird texture on your teeth. Anyways, uh, of course, today we're going to be discussing uh, charities, nonprofit organizations, and all that good 501c3 good stuff. Everything you wanted to know about fraudulent activities 
and charitable organizations and, and all the ways that they can take your money from you without knowing that they're even doing it in the first place. That's right. Not all charities are created equally as we are going to demonstrate today. And hopefully this will encourage everyone listening to do just a little bit more research before they click that donate button. Yeah, that's right. You're not automatically doing good. Uh, and in fact, the more you find out about these organizations and the less ignorant you become, the, the more uh, the more you know about where your money's going uh, and ultimately who's going to be frauding you in the future. Exactly. So uh, let's see. Where do we begin? I, I guess a good way to put it, uh, let's kind of give people a heads up on what these charitable organizations actually are. Or are supposed to be. Or are supposed to be. So in order to uh, qualify as a 501c3 organization uh, to receive that tax-exempt status, you need to apply to the IRS for recognition by filing a particular form. Uh, and in order to qualify for one of these various types of 501c3 organizations, you have to be a public charity – which means that you obtain at least a third of your donated revenue from a fairly broad base of public support, including individuals, companies, or other public charities. Okay? Simple enough. You also receive the most tax deduction on giving to those organizations at a maximum of 50% of the donor's income. So that's pretty important, right? You know, oh, question. yeah. Question yeah, yeah, yeah. I was asking Jimmy earlier. Uh, private foundations uh, are different in the sense that uh, they receive most of their revenue from a relatively small number of donors and sometimes even individual peoples. Uh, a lot of these are like uh, family foundations. Uh, that, that would be a good example of a private foundation. Um, then you have a third category, which is like a blend of the two, which is not really important because we're not going to be talking about a lot of those. I'm things. assuming like a private foundation is when you think of like politicians and shit like that. Be like, this is the Trump Foundation. I take all my monies, I put yeah. it in here, and then I'm able to use it as a tax write-off. A absolutely. And, and then I still get the control how it's spent. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. Even single donors. I mean, that's that's one of the things that it's outlying. And I, I don't know how in the world that the IRS is not going to look at that application and say, uh, absolutely not denied. Like it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So uh, for any of you out there that are experts in tax law or maybe even work for the IRS, please contact us. Let us know what all we get wrong in this episode because I'm 100% sure we're going to have something in here unless you're going to follow our disclaimer, which is that everything we say in our podcast is 100% accurate. You can never go wrong quoting Jimmy and Timmy. Uh, we are going to never lead you astray. That is the Jim Tim promise that we give to you. It is written mm -hmm. in very small very small font at the end of every yep. episode, so small yep. you can't hear it and or read it, mm -hmm. but it's there, and it, uh, mm -hmm. that's what we stand for. That's right. Yep. Can't be denied. Uh, we are true charlatans of the modern age. <laughs> and we are also a 5012CP3O organization, and so <laughs> every dollar you spend on us, 100% of it will go towards making the world a more cynical, miserable place for all the other cynics to feel more at home. So uh, it's being spent uh, on good things. Don't you worry. Uh, you can trust us. <laughs> Would, Thank wouldn't you that be great if that, was the, uh, if that was the segue into making this uh, a profitable endeavor? <laughs> Just like, hey, uh, by the way, we have a patron. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have a Patreon now. If, if you want <laughs> Speaking, they're donating to us. Uh, it's all set up and ready to go. Speaking of untrustworthy places to give your money to, we'll be accepting it now. Please and thank you. Yeah, five hundred one c three bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. None of this will be going to the IRS, and Tim and I will be audited in the very near future. Let's go. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we have nothing to hide. <laughs> Unlike a lot of these organizations, which we'll be talking about. Uh, so where do we want to start? I guess we could, we could just start with like Charity Watch. I mean, it, as just uh, being like a that's true, a generally good resource. Uh, so 
of course, like Jimmy said just a moment ago, you want to make sure you do your research. So before giving to any particular charity, look them up. I mean, even if it's as simple as doing a quick Google search on them, read something about them that's not on their damn website. Oh yeah, that's just like, that's basically just a fluff piece to make them sound good to themselves. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna be reading off some some stuff from some of these websites that are just god awful. Like unless you are just the dumbest piece of trash out there, you're gonna be able to see right through it. Um, so don't take the, uh, charitable organization's website as charitable organization. I'm doing air quotes. Can you, can you guys hear me doing air quotes? Oh, I can hear it in your voice. Yeah. I can, the way your, your, your air quote fingies affect yeah. the air coming from your mouth into the microphone. It's very apparent. That's right. That's right. Charitable organizations. There you go. Uh, yeah, these guys, uh, these guys can tell you all kinds of lies. Uh, so go to Charity Watch. Uh, or do you have other uh, Do you have other organizations that uh, we could direct our listeners to? Uh, another website you can go to is Charity Navigator. It's also uh, a good resource for looking up charities. Mm-hmm. Uh, be- between the two, if it's if it's a I don't want to say if it's a reputable organization because there's there's I'm sure there's plenty of smaller organizations that haven't been around long enough to go through the process of having a uh, tab on either of these websites but for any like major charities you definitely should be able to find them on either of these uh, and figure out what their rating is and see whether or not they are worth donating to or not Mm -hmm. and i'll give you a better idea of how much of their dollars go to overhead and how much of it actually goes to whatever cause they're supposedly trying to solve or fix or make better or whatever Absolutely. And that's that's a big part of it, too. You know, you want to make sure that your dollar is going towards exactly what you think your dollar is going for. Uh, So uh, reflect on their uh, their methodologies, Uh, the the charity watch and um, uh, charity navigator as well. Like these people are basing the efficacy of those charitable organizations on a particular methodology. So become familiar with that as well. Um, there, there are certainly going to be some issues with it, just like anything else out there, but, you know, just do your research and you won't go wrong. Uh, also, you know, be a generous person. I think that that goes without saying, like you, you should give to these organizations. Uh, and in the time of tax season, it is, it is also technically in your benefit. So go for it. Um, that being said, let's be wary of at least a couple of folks. Yes. Indubably. Uh, like Kids Wish Network. <laughs> yes. Uh, there are a lot of charitable organizations out there that will uh, have a name or a label associated with their group that sounds very familiar to other groups as a way to confuse people that are looking for that other group. Absolutely. So many of you who hear us say that Kids Wish Network is an awful, horrible evil uh, charity you might think but no i've watched a tv show where they go and then then they take the the rock he's dressed like spider-man and then he high fives a kid and the kid thinks he's meeting spider-man but then it's really the dwayne the rock johnson and they have a great day together well that that's not the organization we're talking about that that's the make a wish foundation which is a great amazing uh charity that goes trying to make kids dreams come true and puts a large portion of the funds they receive towards making that happen. But the kids wish network is basically the exact opposite of that. Uh, This organization, only three cents of every dollar they receive actually goes towards trying to make one of these kids wishes happen. Yeah. It it is one of the most poorly rated charitable organizations that you could possibly give to you. In fact, I think you'd probably just be better off to walking up to the next rich person you see, taking all the cash money out of your wallet and just giving it to them. It's true. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, At least that way you're rolling the dice, right? Like you'd hope that it's like, uh, you know, maybe they're involved in some kind of positive philanthropy. So I don't know. Yeah, they'll they'll be able to spend it better somehow. Make my choices for me, please. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Take uh, it. And they've got a. Yeah. Uh, if you do happen to go to their website, uh, 
it, it's just like this gaudy, nasty. Ugh. There, there's all these pictures of like kids that are sitting in the middle of a whole bunch of toys, and there's a uh, you know all of these like really wholesome like family images. Right. Oh, it's great. I feel like there's just like stock photos for charitable organizations. It's like well, we got to have one that's like a fantasy thing where we like you know you dress up as like Dwayne the Rock Johnson and you have him in Spider Man. Exactly. He's just on like, all of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just it's he's in like in every picture. It's like this is the one nice thing this charity ever did, and the rest of the money went towards making them rich. Yep. So I guess this can go. This can kind of segue into it. So basically, the the Kids Wish Network spent. Uh, most of the money that they did receive in donations to pay solicitors to go and knock on people's doors to generate more money. And that aspect of their company, uh, they spent over $110 million on, which is significantly more than just about any other organization that was uh, investigated by the CNN Center for Investigative Reporting, which looked into this and found this out, found. And so with that, charity... uh, since nonprofits, as defined earlier by Tim, uh, a third of their income has to come from charitable organi- uh, donations. Yep. So ultimately, because of that, unfortunately, charities do have to spend an insurmountable amount of money uh, advertising, letting the world know that they exist in hopes that people will, will donate to them. But at the same time, there's a definite line of how much a company or I should say a nonprofit is is supposed to spend towards that as opposed to actually achieving its goals and mission. Oh, my God. Yeah, that sounds great. And on top of that, (laughs) this organization uh, reportedly uh, gave $4.8 million to the charity's founder and his own consulting firms. So (laughs) the owner had consulting firms that he paid that he owned mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just consulting firms cycles all back to him means, i'm pretty sure he means brothels and right. casinos right? Right. right consulting firms they're consulting me with the best way to have a good time this evening and I am going to go with their advice. I think it's good stuff. If you find out his consultants are just uh, hand puppets that he puts on, it's like, oh, oh hey there, Mr. Pig. Uh, how should I spend all this money I'm supposed to use on these children? Well, Mr. Goat, I think we should spend all this money on going to Disney World ourselves and not take any of the sick kids with us. Oh, great idea. <laughs> Yeah, the sick kids are so shitty. Yeah, they're not even going to have fun anyway. Cause yeah, they, they can't even enjoy it because they're sick. I yeah, they can't, they can't get out of their wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, they can't go on any of the rides. That's Bullshit. So, that's so bad. <laughs> hey, no, it's the, it's the theme parks. Yeah, it's their fault for not for making uh, wheelchair like, accessible rides. Accessible. That's, that's right. It's their own fault. Yeah. Instead, they get a bunch of these, like, asshole ceos popping up being like hey i'm rich y'all and they're like hey where'd you get all that money he's like i stole it from cancer patients <laughs> like oh cool high five yeah, yeah. bro as moment as you're spending it on us that's fine it and also to put that in context with that 4.8 uh million uh the so one of the largest nonprofits in the world is red cross obviously they're an international organization that go all over the globe their CEO only not I say only, but in in re, uh, co- you know context of four point eight eight million only makes five hundred thousand dollars a year and achieves a fuck ton of a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like four point eight million here to to take like eight kids to Disney World or over here Red Cross, the number one uh, um, blood donor in the United States of America and probably the world. Mm-hmm. It's like, huh? Let's see. Yeah, you want to make an impact, you do your research. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, that's one awful, shitty, bullshit organization that deserves to rot. And I, and I, and they, a lot of these reports came out around 2014, 2018. Supposedly, this organization still exists, but hopefully less people are giving them money? I honestly can't say. There's probably still <laughs> some people that go into Google, like, clickety-clack-clack, kids wish whatever, donate, and then they accidentally give it to them instead. And I'm sure that still happens, unfortunately. Oh, my God. <sighs> you, can, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 
You can direct your donation to either a guardian angel fund or an area of greatest need. Wait, for the kids whatever bullshit? Yeah, that's that's what, a What does that even mean? Network. Uh so it says 100% of contributions directed to our guardian angel fund directly support our services and programs. So what I assume that to mean is directly go to allow me to go to fucking Disney World <laughs> again. Right, Hell yeah. I'm pretty sure I that's like, what that is. I, I hope I hope the CEO of that evil, awful corporation just like lives at Disney World. He just takes all the money he makes. It's like I'm never gonna fucking leave. I'm gonna live yep. in the this in the adult paradise fucking castle where there's like some there's some adult kind of like zoned off area where no kids are allowed in disney world if you like stay there i can't yeah. think of, remember what it's called I'm, I'm sure that's like basically where he spends all of his time and then spends every day just riding on rides holding himself uh, knowing he's better than all of the poor sick kids he's supposed to help disgusting and also to prove that the charity navigator website at least works sometimes i can't prove every time but basically, so uh, when I looked up the Kids Wish Network on there to see how well I rated them, it gave them from a financial financial standpoint zero star rating. Uh, their overall score is 26, uh, and somehow they're like they're so they got zero from that. Uh, and then their accountability is two stars. So uh, yeah, out of how many? Four. That, 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 the accountability is two stars, but then financial zero, and their overall score is a zero. So I don't know how okay. that factors out. As in, like, uh, if you give money, you can be sure that it's going to one exactly. of two places. They're transparent in how evil they are. It's like, okay, you're honest. Like That's, that's like going to be like you're in my organization, Tim. Like Our financial aspect is going to be like a zero, but then like you let everyone know every time they give us money that it's going to a horrible cause. I'm like okay, well we got to give you a hundred there. We'll even it out. You got two total stars. Exactly. Two, two stars. <laughs> exactly. It's like it's like gosh, we wanted to give them a low to, lower score, but gosh darn it, they're just too damn honest. Uh, thanks everybody. I know that came out of Jimmy's mouth, but I know that's what you're thinking. Exactly. You guys are great. <laughs> that's like when I ask for people to go and rate our podcast and give us two stars. We're, we're counting on you, people. You need to rate it. Don't give us two stars. Give us the maximum starage. The, the but it's opposite day, so that's zero stars. Give us give us zero stars. I'm just kidding. Damn okay, it. We, we gotta at least have more stars than the the kids wish network. So at least give us one star. Okay. Which I think is the least you can give on the. Yeah. I think that's. But it's okay. You know what? But no matter what happens, we'll still have more than Kids Wish Network. So it's fine. If you give us one star, I I am going to not be upset as long as you make a charitable organization to our 501c3. Uh, Let's see. What are we going to call it? Uh, uh, We we can call it the T&J Foundation. Oh, I was going to like hope it'd be like like Cynics Anonymous, like some kind of like Alcoholics Anonymous type like. Yeah. Uh, organization that's that's just focused on the power of thinking your way out of cynicism or some shit. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, five, five step program to making you more cynical. Maybe I don't fucking know. That sounds pretty good. I, I think I'm gonna go with uh, definitely not Timmy and Jimmy's way into Disney World fund. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. We fooled them. We got them. We fucking fooled them. Uh, oh man. Uh, all right. So where's this? Where's this next one? Uh, let's talk about the Children's Cancer Fund of America. I don't even know if it does it have children's in a name. What? It, I, I read. I read Cancer. The Fund Cancer of Fund of America. But I, but, I, but I think it's supposed to primarily help children without putting that exclusively in the name. Okay. The, so children's children's is not. Uh, a formal party. It's probably not listed on their uh, on their tax forms. It's like yeah. cancer cancer fund of America. Is what yeah, they call nice it. and nice and vague. This um, nice. So anytime based anyone in Tennessee. Yeah. That's how you know they're shady. Yeah. They got a, they got illegal fireworks and shitty nonprofit organizations. Well, uh, illegal fireworks are pretty fun though. But they're but they're, that's shady. They're illegal. But you know what's not illegal? 
giving money to Cancer Fund of America. That's right. <laughs> they seem <laughs> unfortunately to, yeah, uh, they seem to have quite the racket going on for them. Yeah, it's fucking great. Uh, do you want to explain this one, Tim? Oh no, go ahead, Jimmy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't mind if I do. Okay, so basically, Cancer Fund of America is taking advantage of all the people that have known someone that has suffered from uh, cancer and giving themselves a super vague name. So anyone, so there's so many nonprofit cancer organizations out there. Plenty of them focus on specific forms of cancer, and other ones are vague. Some of them are specifically research, while others are to help uh, patients specifically. And that is what the Cancer Fund of America touted themselves as a direct patient aid uh, as a way to supposedly help people suffering from disease make it less shitty. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, they don't do that. Essentially, they take money from you, a.k.a. the sucker, and what they give the patients in return is a box of sample-sized soap seasonal greeting cards and little debbie snack cakes so basically all the complimentary free bullshit you get when you go to a hotel yeah yeah that, that stuff is made for free it's all stamped out of the same gray matter uh exactly. and formed into different things and then like spray coated exactly mm -hmm. it's the exact same stuff uh and and it costs like pennies um but apparently this uh, this charity group raised more than 180 million dollars over the years, and uh, a lot of it is just totally un unrecoverable. Yeah. So basically, while they were taking all that money, promising to help patients, while well, in reality just giving them diabetes snacks, mm -hmm. the executives and higher ups within the uh, blah, 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 cancer fund of America were giving <laughs> those people. Trips to Disney World <laughs> and uh, trips to Las Vegas and cars and all these other lucrative, fancy things that they were touting that they were going to give uh, these children. Yeah. Oh, and, and Tim, okay, so I'm a piece of shit asshole. You were correct in a way. I'm just going to say you're correct. So basically, so Cancer Fund of America is the major charity, but what they did is they made uh, affiliates affiliates underneath them so they could collect even more money, two of those being Breast Cancer Society and Children's Cancer Fund of America. So okay. Children's Cancer Fund of America is like a subsidiary of them that they created to make people that were specifically sad about child cancer to give them money. Oh, I and see people that. that were specifically sad about breast cancer to give them money. Okay. Well, I didn't know that explicitly, so I'll give you the benefit of the doubt on that, Jimmy. <laughs> you know what, Tim? You can <laughs> go eat a fat little Debbie snack cake. Oh, thank you, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, well, that just goes to show you right there. Like, I've researched this for all of five minutes, and uh, I don't know everything there is to know about these charitable organizations. So... You, yeah. uh, you, the listener, should certainly do a little bit more research before you go off and donate. Yeah, you definitely – yeah. The, Tim and I have been looking at this for at least seven minutes now, and we had no idea yeah. that those two <laughs> sub <laughs> nonprofits <laughs> were any way uh, a part of its mother organization, Cancer Fund of America. So it can be really easy for these uh, sh more shysty organizations to – uh, spread the wealth around to themselves by creating lots of different names to pilfer from you with. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty gross because they're basically um, feasting on people's generosity. Uh, no, just the, the money people give to try to ease the suffering of others and profiting from it. And it's, and it's also just really disgusting because there's lots of people, myself included, that feel like they have to second guess anytime they give money to some asshole ringing a bell outside of a Walmart because you don't know where that money's going to go. And people should be, I guess, uh, skeptical of those things. But I, I just wish we didn't have to live in a world where we have to be. I totally agree, Jimmy. Um, but you can also play those types of situations to your advantage. Uh the other Punch day, the dude, take all this change, run away. You just got like $20 change richer. Quite lucrative. Uh, but it's all in like 
dimes and quarters, so it's it's a little bit harder dude, to hold. You can go to vending machines for fucking days, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like all the little Debbie snack cakes, honey buns. I'm, I often see honey buns in vending machines. Mm-hmm. Those could be all yours, my friend. Oh man, this honey buns. Sticky Those goodness. Never go bad. What's that? Those things never go bad. They never go bad, and somehow they stay sticky forever. No one should eat anything that stays sticky forever. That's Ugh. it's just fucking wrong. <laughs> Sticky in your intestines forever. Like, what What do they think they use, like, WD-40 to, like, make sure it never gets dried out? Yeah, it's something like that. Ugh, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. I guess it's, like, it's constantly just, like, reabsorbing its moisture in that packet. Yeah. It's, like, it'll, it'll like, it, like, seeps out and then it comes back in. Or maybe it's all just, like, some kind of, like, poisonous, uh, like, propylene glycol kind of something or another. I don't know. Like all this big globular mixture. I'm gonna get off topic. Okay, you can take advantage of these folks as you're going in and out uh, of these uh, grocery stores. If somebody's camped out in front, uh, there was one in particular I could not get around. I was coming out of a giant shopping center. I'm sure you're familiar with those, Jimmy. Oh yeah, uh, I'm so familiar. And uh, the giant shopping center. And uh, as I'm coming out of the door. Uh, or I, actually, better yet, as I was going into the door, they're like standing right by it, and they're like, "Oh, hey, blah blah blah, we're doing this thing." I'm like, oh, "Okay, I'll see you later." And then I was thinking as I was going in the door, like, "Why did I tell them I'd see them later?" Now I'm like indebted to them in some way, and there's only one way out. So I wait, hope- this one didn't have two doors. No, this is a one-way – this one way in, one way out. What kind of bullshit mega story were you going into? Uh, so. It was in a, a upper level of a parking garage, so you can either go down the stairs or down or down the elevator, but both of them are around the same corridor. So in order to actually get into the uh, grocery store, you got to go around the corner, and they were Damn. right there at that corner. So Damn. I was done for. I had already broken uh, the uh, the seal, you know, like I I yeah. I had spoken to them and I had said that I was going yeah. to see them later. You're not supposed and, to acknowledge their humanity. It's like. That's right. Numero, you know. You gotta avoid the eye contact, and they're just used to people ignoring them. You just, you just, right. The other way. And you, you give them that little bite, that little little bit of acknowledgement that you can see them, and now they're expecting. Yeah, and I, I yeah, you should just say like no, no, <laughs> yeah, scream no, it's like that. No. Everyone's like, what the fuck's wrong, with that guy? Just be silent and act like he doesn't exist, like a like a polite American. Yeah. But instead, <laughs> I say, I'm gonna see you later. So okay. I gather up my my stuff. Um, I was actually rushing in there prior to a workout to grab some Carmex because I left my stuff at home and my lips were all cracky. So I right, had, you want to make sure you can kiss the other fighters and they're real nice. Uh, yeah, that's what fight. it was. Uh, I gotta make sure my, my lips are all nice and shiny. No. So that way, that way, when you get them in like some jujitsu like headlock when they they can't move and you're just like on top of them or powering yeah. them, you can just be like, I'm in so control here, I can do whatever I want to, just like kiss them on the forehead. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yeah, you mad? Creating, yeah. <laughs> tap out, tap out. You tap out. <laughs> tap, you don't tap out. I'm gonna keep keep kissing your eyebrow. <laughs> uh, so I'm coming out, and uh, as I'm coming out of the store with my little package, I realize that it's in like one of those like clamshell kind of things, and I don't have my knife on me. So I'm like, oh, geez, like I can't even get into this thing. Like, w- what's the point of having it? So I'm turning the corner, and they're like, oh, hey, man, welcome back. And I'm like, yeah, I need your help. I walk right up to them. I see that they have some scissors on their table. So I'm like, could you guys do me a favor? And he's like, oh, what do you, what do you want? I'm like, I, I, need you to, I need you to open this for me. So, okay. yeah, I hand him the thing. He's like, okay, well, you look over this pamphlet. And I, like, look over the pamphlet. And I'm, like, staring at the lady who's like, She's just like standing, standing there, like staring at me, like smiling at me, like hi. Like you know, you're gonna give us money, right? You give us money, and I'm like looking over like all these different options, and they're like, you can give five hundred dollars to do this bullshit thing, or you can give thousand dollars. <laughs> if you if you give us five hundred dollars, our CEO gets to go to Disney World. Yeah, and I'm just like staring, like she's staring at me, and I'm like, ah, this, this is dumb. And the guy's like fiddling around with the scissors. Uh, and I'm like, hey, you know, you just need to snip the top. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, ha ha, now I'm in. And I like take it and I run. <laughs> Did you really? 
I'm like, okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> like, throw their paper on the table. Uh, I, like, I held a uh, hand out for like a little fist bump, like, ah, thank you. And he's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Like, yeah, was, yeah piece of shit. <laughs> money. <laughs> I don't have any fucking money. I just needed your scissors. Oh, that's great. Um, I feel what like. Do you do if yeah. I was just like, thanks for letting me use your scissors. I want to donate $5,000. Oh, my God. They, they probably would be like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> Based on the uh, the forms I signed when I got this job, I only make $2 an hour, but I get 1% of every $100 I get donated. Thanks, man. That's pretty good. <laughs> now I can pay my child's child support. Yeah, and then it would be like, just kidding, man. <laughs> your child's hey. getting taken away. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, got yeah. him. Got him. That's great, dude. <sighs> yeah, no, I probably would have just like, well, I guess my lips are going to be cracked and I'm not going to get to enjoy this Carmex because I'm too embarrassed to talk to those people ever again. Mm-hmm. Proud of you, Tim. So, uh... A lot of these uh, 501c3 organizations happen to fall into a certain category of institution that we've talked about on many occasions. It's not Church? necessarily – what? Church? That's right. That's right, Jimmy. I'm sorry. I just went straight to it. No, I was getting there. I was getting there. And that, yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm That's exactly what I'm getting to. Uh, so Jimmy and I were talking prior to the show – uh, there is a happy medium uh, between the amount – I guess the size of your congregation. That would be the best way to put it. Uh, right. You have to have more than – what was it, 15? More than 15. In order to not be a cult, right? Yeah. Because if you have less than 15, chances are you're doing some weird-ass shit. Yeah, you're being creepy. Like if you can't find at least 16 people that want to be a part of your church, then you're probably doing something creepy. That means you need to tone it down a little bit or go a little more mainstream, you know? Yeah, exactly. Go with the flow. Do what some other folks are doing because you're putting a lot of people off by that weird shit. Exactly. And if your pastor, like, says some weird shit, like, oh, the reason why that no one comes is because we're the true believers and everyone else sucks, it's probably a cult. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's classic cult talk. More so. Yeah, it's like they're, they're exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's some scary stuff. But on the other end of the spectrum— you know, 500 plus folks. I don't know, maybe even more than that, but I think 500 is a reasonable sum. I think it's reasonable. You should start questioning the number of people that are a part of your church. Exactly. Our, yeah. Because they're people that chances are you haven't met them. You know, like you don't know their name. Like that's that's weird, right? Yeah. If you do, if yeah, if you don't know like half the people's name that you're going to church with, it's all anonymous. You're probably a part of some money accruing organization that's solely there to fill seats and take 10% of your paycheck. Absolutely. And they do it with uh, this notion that you are going to receive divine reward uh, or eternal damnation and punishment if you don't. So, uh, so that all being a, said, it's pretty unfair. Uh, so we're going to take a look at uh, our church that Tim and I are starting right now. So <laughs> along with our charitable organization, Tim and I are also starting a church to spread the good word of cynicism. Mm-hmm. You, you, there's too many. You, you've seen the bright eyed, like smiling all the time Christians that like don't allow themselves to be unhappy. Mm-hmm. Now, Tim and I aren't necessarily a Christian organization, but we're here to promote people that have resting bitch face. Yep. Um, I've often get asked by my girlfriend what's wrong, even though nothing's wrong, because my natural resting face looks like I'm in pain. And and we're just trying to promote a world where it's okay to seem like you're miserable. And so if you want to, instead of being like a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed group of people saying good morning and smiling at you and being nice for the sake of... uh, repentance or something mm-hmm. feel free to join tim and i's organization we, ha- we haven't settled on a name yet we're still workshopping it mm-hmm. uh yeah it's the the church of the the hungover bitch face 
sainthood. I don't know. Yeah, we're, we're working on it. We're, we're trying to streamline it. Something, something to that effect with less words. We'll get there. Uh, yeah, but nonetheless, we accept all of you. Uh, all Absolutely. Of you, all of your witnesses. I, we, we've, we've actually we've already taken a census of all of the people on the planet. And as far as we're concerned, everyone that's currently alive existing on the planet is already a part of our church, whether they know it or not. Mm-hmm. We're just waiting for you to realize we're here, waiting for you. You see how that works? So uh, Yeah, uh, but we're not going to wait too much. We are, we're exclusive <laughs> enough that we're not going to... We're not going to do this whole mega church thing, you know. No. Unless, unless you force us to, and if that's the case, then you know we'll accept your money. Because our church is the Earth already. So that's there's, right. there's like there's like six, seven billion members, however many people are alive, right? And you our just, congregation, humanity. Exactly. That's right. You, you just, if you're listening to this now, you're welcome. You just found it out. You're, you're yeah. we're part of it. Uh, feel free to to uh, siphon all of your donations to that charity we mentioned earlier <laughs> um they will also help this church mm. and vice versa it actually doesn't matter which one you give to not that there's a patreon to give to yet but it it's it'll happen we'll figure it out on a long enough timeline yeah one, one of these days one of these days it'll happen <laughs> all right so with that being said there is a very specific nonprofit that has done some things lately the the previous articles are about organizations that still exist but their shittiness was found out circa 2014 2015 this is about a very recent nonprofit organization that's done some shitty shit uh 2018 and 2019 and i think you know what this organization is tim what why why jimmy it's so it's so recent i i don't understand what how could they get away with it How, how could they get away with it I don't know. It's almost as if the internet rewards people for being shitty or something, Tim. It's almost as if it is. Uh, so the other organizations were primarily trying to help people in need. Uh, this organization is supposedly supposed to help animals in need. Most people hate it. Lots of Hollywood superstars love it for some fucking reason. And the organization we're about to talk about is PETA. People Yay. for the ethic treat ethical treatment of aminals. Aminals? Supposedly. Yeah, but it, I don't know. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. I feel like uh, if they really cared about animals, then they wouldn't have written their name on the side of a rabbit. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with these fucking people? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. We we actually had some PETA billboards in Louisville not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would pass by them every time I drove into work. I'm glad they're gone now. What? How, uh, where do they get the money to do that? Uh, stupid people that give them fucking money. They have lots of they have lots of donors. They got like millions of donors. They got they got a lot. Lots yeah. of people tithe the PETA, and they're spending uh, time, uh, you know, tweeting about Steve Irwin and Steven Steven Hildenberg. Hildenberg. They just take people named Steve Tim. They fucking suck. Yeah, and they're so, the best of people. Uh, they are the best of peoples. They do some like really weird shit with their life that ends up really well, and I guess they just have to try to poo on it. Exactly. So I'm basically – this is going to be a bitch fest for me about PETA. So the first tweet – this one is in respect to Steven Hildenberg, who was the creator of SpongeBob, and this is what they had to say about him shortly after his demise – Actually, they posted this recently. This was like three days ago. They just like waited like a month after his demise. But here we go. Yeah. Uh, Steven Hildenberg should not be remembered as a hero. His cartoon caused many deaths to animals because of memes. And that's in quotes. And damaged the aquatic ecosystem and sponge lives. Hashtag stop. Hashtag boycott SpongeBob. That's. I don't know what kind of mental gymnastics they're getting to there. No, uh, it's a fucking cartoon. Uh, jeez. Like and like it fucking damaged Sponge lives. Like what the fuck? Like what do they think? Like people are just like fucking grabbing sponges in the ocean and like throwing it in a fucking like fish tank and throwing a pineapple in there and screaming at it, yelling it's SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> I found SpongeBob. I don't know, like. 
they're a relatively green organization. I suppose I could understand it. Like a lot of people are watching a television show and TVs require electricity. And but it's not even – doesn't seem like what to, they're getting at. You have to extract fossil fuels in order to get electricity in most places. Just, it's just a fucking tweet. They had to get on a goddamn computer. Yeah. Tweet this shit. It's, it's really some – it's pretty – basic stuff they, they're doing it to get a rise out of folks what what fucking damage does steven hildenberg do to fucking sponges by making an animated cartoon that happened to be about a sponge because it was such a damn good show like, like is it like is it fucking sponge violence to like have a cartoon where the main character is a sponge i, I don't know man is that what sponge violence is I, I can't make any sense out of it. Like, are we not allowed to watch any of the Looney Tunes because all the main characters are animals and that's, like, ethically immoral in itself? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's it's like putting Bugs Bunny in danger every time he interacts with these FUD characters. It's super, super dangerous. It doesn't, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, it really doesn't. <laughs> are you feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? How about now, Mr. Krabs? How you, now, Mr. Krabs? How you feeling now, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> I smell a smelly smell, a smelly smell that smells smelly. (laughs) (laughs) Anchovies. What? Anchovies! Like, I could quote Spongebob all day. Like, I fucking love Spongebob. Like, I'm a 26-year-old man, and I can, like, I can't remember my times tables, but I can remember half of the Spongebob I watched as a kid. Yeah. Actually, come to think of it. Oh, man, maybe that's why it's damaging the ecosystem, because we're not there to save the ecosystem, because we're too focused on memorizing Spongebob quotes. I don't know. I'm still not getting it. Yeah, no, it's awful. real hard. So that that one's pretty bad. And then, oh, they did those, they did these in the same day. I guess PETA was just, like, ready to, like, piss people off. So in the same day, uh, on, on, um... Steve Irwin's 59th birthday or would have been 59th birthday if he had not been killed by that asshole Stingray. He, they, uh, PETA made this post, which was hashtag Steve Irwin was killed while harassing a ray. He dangled his baby while feeding a crocodile and wrestled wild animals who were minding their own business. Today's hashtag Google Doodle sends a dangerous fawning message wild animals are entitled to be left alone in their natural habitats steve Irwin's actions were not on target with his supposed message of protecting wildlife a real wildlife expert and someone who respects animals for the individuals they are leaves them to their own business in their natural homes yep that's real nice to do to a dead person on on their birthday. Mm-hmm. You should yeah. wait until everybody's all like nice and nostalgic about this person, mm-hmm. and uh, then you should make an inflammatory comment to try to draw attention to your cause. It's the worst way to do it. Like, no publicity is bad publicity. My ass. Like, I hate PETA now more than ever, and I yeah. felt honestly like relatively neutral to them. In the past mm-hmm. years, like my hatred for them has, has kind of like dwindled. But when they do stuff like this, it just it, it infuriates me again. Like I don't I don't want to have anything to do with these people. And anytime I encounter someone that is supporting PETA, I automatically think that they're jack shit insane. Yeah, as as I think you should. I think I don't I don't know what other animal organizations are better, but I'm sure we could go to the watchdog. Uh, charity list or the the charity navigator uh, website and find a animal uh, conservationist organization that helps animals and doesn't waste its fucking free time shitting on like people that were just good just like good people that didn't have any negative publicity about uh, sexually assaulting women and just brought joy to uh children and adults alike and just seemed like they were living their life on their own terms while also trying to make the world a better place i think there's probably plenty of other animal organizations that uh yeah aren't 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 dickheads aren't just crazy batch insane dickheads yeah absolutely uh the aspca is probably one you should look into american society for the prevention of cruelty to animals there you go. 
Uh, I mean, just just to do really easy, I can type in animal, right? Uh, click. The Animal Legal Defense Fund, the Animal Welfare Institute, Best Friends Animal Society. I don't even see PETA on this list. For uh, Charity Navigator, then, you got your four-star uh, charities, Animal Friends, Charleston Animal Society, Performing Animal Welfare Society. There's a list and list and list of them. Yeah, and don't so, take our word for it. Do your research. all kind of animal welfare stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Look into it yourself. Don't just automatically give to whatever the most prominent one is. Yeah. So a lot of times they're just jack shit insane like these folks or stealing your money and giving cancer patients uh, little Debbie cakes and going to Disney exactly. World themselves. Or I don't know, uh, just outright murdering people like uh, – <laughs> Out- Outright murdering 90% of their animals in their shelters. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Which PETA did. Yeah. In Virginia. It's not it's not a good thing to do. <laughs> so this is also from 2015. I guess a lot of this stuff came out about nonprofits around 2015. Yeah. So basically there was like an investigation into PETA in Virginia because they were euthanizing 80% of the animals they cared for uh, in the previous year. So I guess in 2014. Mm-hmm. And so basically uh, the person, the spokesperson at that location said a lot of batshit insane things when being interviewed and got very defensive saying things such as you can count animals, but they're not numbers. It's like, well, you can say that, but you killed 12,000 animals. Do you want to explain those numbers? And then they also said there are many worse fates than euthanasia. So, like, they seem like the kind of person that would walk into your apartment, Tim, see the way you're treating your cat, be like, oh, your cat, this is this is a horrible environment for a cat. You don't have enough mental stimulation for her. Let me let me let me put her over misery and just like take your cat, pick her up off the floor, pet her a few times, then inject her in the neck with euthanasia. Be like, here you go, you're welcome. I yep. saved your cat from you. That's right, because it would have lived in agony just being in your presence. Okay, here's the number. So uh, in 2014, they had 3,000 animals in their care, and they euthanized 2,455 of them. Yep. Or 81%. That's uh, that's quite a bit. It even says in in, uh, some prior years, the rate has risen above 90%. Exactly. Oh, gosh. And, And there was also within this article, there's a super amazing story where someone had their pet chihuahua on their front porch and apparently PETA went and took the chihuahua and euthanized it. And it doesn't really explain why, but supposedly the the spokesperson, Notch Minovich, who uh, the Washington Post talked to, said that we felt really bad. It was a really bad mistake. I went and apologized personally as if that made it better. It's like, okay, like regardless of let's say you thought this animal was being mistreated and you abducted it. Like, if it was perfectly healthy, why didn't you just let it live in your shelter and let someone else adopt it instead of instantly euthanizing it before the person could get it back? Man. Like, that's like that's like the linchpin that I just don't understand. It's like, it would be one thing if they abducted it, but the whole euthanizing it part doesn't... Yeah. It's not clicking for me. Uh, well, um, the, uh, wisdom of Salinas, right? Like this is something that we've discussed a couple of times. It's better, better not to be alive at all. Exactly. Yeah. Why would you want to live in this, this godforsaken hellscape? Like, why don't you just, just put them down immediately? Like they're all mercy killings. To me, it sounds like these people that work in these, these PETA kill shelters are so miserable they should start by euthanizing all of themselves <laughs> uh starting with the person that's making the shitty tweets yeah and uh the world would be a better place Mm-mm-mm. and there's also a, supposedly this really creepy poster they have in the kill room of this specific uh shelter they were looking into in virginia and these are the words that were on it <clears throat> this room is sacred territory Leave your stress and troubles at the door. And here, only the animals we serve matter. For them, your gentle touch and kind words are likely their first and their last. Oh my god. <laughs> like, isn't that like something you would like imagine seeing like in the walls of Auschwitz or something? Yeah, seriously. 
Gosh. <laughs> well, it, it's like as soon as you like get done petting the dog, it's like, all right, that's enough. And then a guy comes up and like puts a needle in its neck. <laughs> it's like, <gasps> oh, we decided that poking is less ethical than hammers. So we're now we're using a sleepy hammer. Yeah. To put, to put all these animals to sleep. The Cynic Empowerment patented Sleepy Hammer. <laughs> the Sleepy Hammer. Suffering from headaches? Feeling down on your luck? Just get yourself an ice pick and a hammer and you can be uh, two clickety clicks away from lobotomy land where all your troubles are gone. Bonk, bonk. <laughs> yeah, we're also looking at some telemarketing as well. So along with our nonprofit 501 organization and our church, we're also uh, looking into some branding and marketing. So yep. anyone interested in a sleepy hammer, be sure to let us know. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll sell you a sleepy hammer for uh, yeah. four easy installments of sixteen ninety nine. Ooh, that that's easy going these days. Yep. Pretty pretty cheap for a for a anesthetic, you know. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's a limited usage; it never runs out. You can, <laughs> yep, just keep using long, it as long as you got the strength to swing that sucker. You're good to go. Oh my god! <laughs> Hell yeah! But uh, yeah. So basically, this entire last twenty minutes is just me professing my hate for PETA. And um, if you like PETA, uh, feel free to let us know so we can poop on you. They, they really don't move that many animals. What, 353 pets to shelters that have larger ad- adoption programs last year. They move them to the ground, Tim. Yeah, 162 were moved to permanent homes. 162 is does not seem that high for such a, uh, such a public persona as PETA. Sounds pretty pathetic, doesn't it, Tim? It does. It sounds pretty shitty. Wow. All right. Well, no surprise there. Huzzah! Oh well, I guess I guess that's a that that about does it. But we need to come up with a silver lining for these things, man. That's true. I was gonna bring it up earlier, but I figured they were all kind of interlaced, so no point bringing it up sooner. So, with no further ado, Tim, what's the silver lining? What's the silver lining. Of, of fraudulent charitable organizations or charitable organizations in general? Because I could do that second one pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, it's almost as if one's really hard and one's really obvious. Uh, okay, so... I mean, I think uh, we're uh, focusing on fraudulent yeah, organizations. The, uh, well, I guess there's a lesson to be learned here, obviously, that you should do your research and that sometimes you got to take the good with the bad. It's probably best not to throw the baby out with the the bath water here. Mm-hmm. We we kind of have to have well, we we don't have to have these fraudulent organizations, but you're going to have fraudulent organizations when you reach a certain critical mass of legitimate organizations. You know, I, I yeah. think there's probably a natural algorithm to be found there. Um, Absolutely. As far as the silver lining for the fraudulent variety, uh, there's a sucker born every minute, and <laughs> <laughs> how else would the CEO of the Kids Wish Network get to spend every day of his waking life riding the rise at Disney World if it wasn't for suckers donating their money to him? Yeah. Uh, that's just think cool. about all the fun he's having on our behalf. Yeah, just he, going uh... on every ride every day, going to Parents Paradise. Drinking his overpriced tropical alcoholic beverages. Yep. That that it is could, absolutely yeah. it. That's the silver lining. It's like maybe you think that your money's going to like a thousand kids with cancer, but it's actually going to make only a few people's wishes come true. Maybe even one person, you never know. But they're happy. You know, they're, they're having they're, a great time. They're happy that you made that donation. Exactly. You're making no matter what, no, no matter. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. No matter where the money's going, you're making somebody's day. That's right. <laughs> Putting a smile on their face. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> that's beautiful. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Uh, for for me, um, 
there's this i don't know i've been spending a lot of time on reddit lately i've, I've sworn off facebook pretty much so like i just allow myself to like drool on myself and scroll on reddit now instead of doing a facebook just because i think the content's slightly better and there's there's a a sub reddit that's like uh bikini bottom twitter i don't know why it's called that but it's just uh spongebob memes and uh, due to the fact of them shitting on Steven Hildenberg, just like the extreme hate I've seen PETA get through there has brought me a lot of joy. And uh, that that's my silver lining. Here, here. Yep. The memes. Thank you, memes. Those dank memes. What is a dank meme, Jimmy? You don't know what a dank meme is? Well, I'm familiar with the term dank, and I know a what dank, a meme A is. dank meme is a good-ass meme. All right. It all yeah. makes sense now. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it, it. Instead of the instead of making dreams come true, the kids network is making memes come true. I don't fucking know. Hell yeah. Uh. So that being said, this is the part in show where Tim and I uh, show how sad we are in our. Uh, <laughs> Lower middle class to middle class lives in the richest country in the world, Tim. So uh, what are your first world problems, Tim? Well, when you preface it like that, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like I shouldn't have any problems, right? I feel yeah, like you can you can have problems. Everything. Everything's just got to be OK. What Mr. Rogers said, it's OK to be sad sometimes. It's OK to be sad sometimes. And me, I'm sad all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, a pretty good portion of the time. Um, All the time is some time, right? Well, let's see. What's making me sad? Oh, well, my work's making me a little sad. So mm. I uh, I rolled into work this morning, and uh, I, we needed to do a particular thing. And that particular thing required power, but the power had gone out in the city. No. So, yeah, and we didn't have a backup generator. Oh, no. So uh, I got there, and they were just like, yeah, we can't do shit until the power comes back on. So we just waited. I was just, like, waiting there. I was like, man, this is, like, this is fucking pointless. Like, I'm just wasting my life waiting for power to come back on so that I can do this work. And then no, You don't even want to do anyways. I didn't want to do it. Yeah, it was, like, it's boring, repetitive. Like, I'm part of a machine. Like when the power comes back on, like I'm waiting to do something that I really don't want to do. And the power comes back on and we do the job and it's just like, yeah, and that's, that's that. It's like, ugh. it's just like one of those, like one of those days that is the least amount of fulfillment possible. Like just nothing, nothing to it. Yeah. No, I, I get that. Yeah. But that's okay. I'll get over it. Uh, we'll <laughs> power tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> What's making you sad, Jimmy? I um, so I I'm a very uh weird dimensional human being, and the fact that I'm way too tall for how skinny I am, and so it's really hard for me to buy pants that I enjoy. And so that means the pants that I do wear, I wear over and over and over again. Yeah. And so one of my favorite pair of pants, I got a hole in the knee. And so I'm not going to be able to wear it to work anymore because I work for corporate America and they frown upon having holes in your knees. And so it's going to like basically since I spend all my time working because I'm a working class citizen mm-hmm. in America, it means I'm not going to wear my favorite pants very often anymore. It makes yeah. me a little sad. That's pretty sad. Can you put a patch on it? I guess, but then I'd be like, I don't know, maybe people start calling me patches or something fucking weird just because Americans don't do that anymore. What the fuck? Yeah, isn't that kind of like screwed up in its own right? Yeah. And That's something they call you patches? <laughs> yeah. Be like, oh, look, it's patches over there. He works, he works for his company. He can't afford to buy new pants, so we'll just put patches on his clothes. Let's point it out and make him feel self-conscious about it. That's terrible. <laughs> okay, so I knew this guy uh, that uh, oh, that had a co-worker, very kind, lovely co-worker, that would sew up anybody's pants. Uh, anytime they did get a hold of them, and this was like uh-huh. you know a solid you know twenty years ago because that's when yeah. that still happened, right? And uh, she took the liberty of taking whatever type of material she had and putting it 
you know, using it as patches. Right. So, and like sewing them up. And most of the time she'd give him like uh, a little bit of like dim denim that was like cut out or maybe like some plaid if that's all that she had. But right. this particular time she found like a like a tablecloth that had a rooster on it. And he had a oh, big, hell yeah. He had a big rip in his crotch, you know, <gasps> right where his dick's at. <laughs> so she sewed a big fucking cock right right in his crotch. I was like, that's perfect. That's amazing. I want I want pants with a cock on my cock. I want I want cock pants. Yeah. We're gonna I'm gonna scrape get out of my cock pants. <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> that's so good. Yep. I feel like that would also be frowned upon, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, you can't go to work with cock pants. <laughs> no, no. It's only for special occasions. Not allowed. <laughs> Too fun. This is a no fun free zone. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with all that being said, if you guys would like to let us know about some really good nonprofit organizations uh, that you thought we should have mentioned or some really shitty ones, I've done some really awful stuff in the past that we should have mentioned but did not, you can do that by emailing us at cynicempowerment at gmail.com. You can also like us on Facebook and send us messages through there. You can also tweet at us at cynicempowerme1. Or you can even message us or through the SoundCloud uh, website. Yep, yeah, you got an account through there and comment on any of the episodes. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Oh, lovely listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, keep your head up, and we'll catch you next time. That's right. Be sure to donate to both of our File One subsidiaries. First, our nonprofit organization and our church. And uh, we're just adding a, there's like a member system for there's we're going to it's a tier system for a church. The more sleepy hammers you buy, mm-hmm. the higher clerical order you are, and you'll be given more secret wisdom mm-hmm. for the number of sleepy hammers you buy. And then once you've bought in a hundred sleepy hammers. You will receive a golden uh, sleepy hammer of knowledge where the, the you'll know the true fabric of reality. That's right. And uh, your your soul is then part one and the same with this golden sleepy hammer. And you can put whoever you want to sleep, whether it be, you know, your boss uh, or, uh, you know, maybe maybe your dad. Uh, who, who, who knows? You know, you your your dog, your neighbor's dog, your neighbor's chihuahua, especially your neighbor's chihuahua. Yeah, it's all on the table. Just in case you want to do that, and if you want to go work for Peta with your sleepy hammer, you know that's that's your discretion. Yeah, I hear that Peta smiles fondly upon people that bring their own euthanasia hammer to the job interview. That way, they know you're serious. Mm-hmm. That's that's a as a serious applicant right there. That's a that's like writing a. A nice, uh, well-interested cover letter. Yeah. I think. I think based on this conversation, I'm going to go and buy a sledgehammer and then <laughs> apply. See if there's any PETA job positions in the Louisville area to show up. Be like, oh, what? What's that for? Oh, I, I heard you guys like killing dogs. That's why I'm here. Yeah, I'm here to kill I, dogs. I brought my sleepy hammer. <laughs> I thought. I thought that that's what the position was for. It's like, no, you're supposed to be our our marketing supervisor. Yeah, but they they get to kill dogs too, right? Like, what's yeah, what's up? What's up with that? Like, don't, don't cheat me out of a good time. Come on, <laughs> come on, let me in on the action. <laughs> Ready to go? Let me at him. <laughs> bonk bonk. Oh. <laughs> so good. All right. Well, bye bye. <laughs> Baby.